You're listening to episode 21, Podcast Piracy with Travis Loop. Sponsored by Master Meter. We're dedicated to sharing stories that demonstrate how communication and collaboration move things forward. If you want to overcome your challenges, then you have to build relationships. Each week, we bring you an inspiring person or resource to give you the tools to curate connections with your customers that create impact. If there's one thing I can be certain of when it comes to you, it's that you love water. And if you're a water utility looking to manage your water you love, then you'll want to talk to our friends over at MasterMeter. They understand that you can't manage what you don't measure, and smart water management begins with accurate measurement. Account for every drop produced and delivered because the utility's progression towards smart cities and IoT begins here. We're trying to be the game changers of communication, and our partner, MasterMeter, is here to deliver game-changing results for you across finance, customer service, and utility operations. They offer an array of products to meet your utility's needs. To determine which smart metering solution is right for you, visit the h2duo.com slash mastermeter. So this is the H2 Duo, and this is the Water Nerd's Guide to Happy Hour. So, of course, nothing in the duo's life is simple. Um, Including getting alcohol for a happy hour podcast. And... um, why are we doing a happy hour podcast? Because we're entrepreneurs and happy hour sustains us and alcohol keeps our business going. Yeah, like how a lot of restaurants who are open on the weekend, they're closed on Mondays. We worked a half day today, so this is our happy hour. <laughs> but uh, like I said, nothing uh, simple with the duo. So we were like, okay, we know this is going to be a water nerd's guide to happy hour. So let's go get some beer. So we go to the local gas station and, you know, just Arian caught me as I was going to go get more water. So I had nothing on me in terms of like ID wallet, nothing. I just had my cup of water and went into the car. Yeah. And uh, she like three-year-old me. And uh, so we like go and uh, you know, I just go to the thing, find our favorite beer, grab it, take it to the counter because I'm a good friend. And, and I'm wanted, on my phone, not paying attention. Yeah. And I put it on the counter and the guy asked for my ID and I was like, oh no, dude, she's got it. She's going to pay for it. And he was like, well, I can't sell it to you if uh, you both don't have your ID. She put it on the counter. Yeah. And so we were like, well, can she like go back and pretend and bring it up by herself? And he was like, no, I've seen you. So then we know what I did. I didn't put the beer back. I left it on the counter and said, you can put it back yourself. She's a rebel. And so we stormed out (laughs) and then we went to the sketch part of town to the liquor store and they didn't have side. They were not going to IDS and they were not going to question whether or not we were old enough to get alcohol. Wow. You just threw him under the bus. The sketch. Oh. Oh. oh, what is that? What? Oh, oh my I gosh. Something about happy hour. <laughs> and I figured I had to jump in here and take over. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pirating your podcast. Holy crap, you guys. It's Travis Loop. Travis R. Loop. Actually, my middle initial is R. Yeah. It's Robert. <laughs> That's it. Awesome. See, it hey, I hope people can hear the pirate music in the background. You I, know? Yeah, I can hear it. Uh, I, I just like through the internet heard about this, uh, you know, happy hour thing happening. I, and that happy hour always pulls me in. And I was okay. like, this is not going down without me. Right. This podcast is not going down without me. I am going to channel my inner pirate. I'm actually a huge pirate fan. I think they're awesome. Uh, and uh yeah i had just opened a beer myself and i was like i'm coming down to talk water with my peep heck yeah Yeah. welcome we're so pumped well it's fitting because we bonded over happy hour in uh, san antonio so it makes sense you know for us to continue the conversation total sense i mean no water no alcohol no beer no whiskey no wine no happy hour yeah and uh you're exactly right. And it was in Texas. It was beer. It was you guys. And we talked mm-hmm. about podcasts. And here we are again. This is going to be fun. But uh, this time, you guys are not asking the questions. I am. Boy. So, Ooh. Uh, exactly. That's what the whole pirating thing is about, right? Um, 
It is. This is great because uh, National Talk Like a Pirate Day is actually coming up pretty soon. So this is fitting. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, one of our other experiences, you know, hanging out together involved happy hour, kind of, uh, and it involved a different part of water. It involved water infrastructure. It involved taking shots out of a miniature ceramic (laughs) toilet. It did. I have said toilets. Yes, I'm looking at them right now, actually. And they are very useful for the shot glass or the L networking. L networking. L networking. We're going to have to definitely uh, tweet out of that toilet so people can have a better. We we didn't actually have like a full size toilet that we were doing shots out of that. <laughs> and we weren't putting straws, the infamous the infamous yeah. deadly straws. We weren't putting those in the toilet and drinking shots out of that. No, no, no we these were are not. Like little little desk sized toilets, little baby toilets, an ounce or two of of alcohol, and uh, yeah, and that's how we did it. And uh, we that were was awesome. Boston. Uh, your incredible, awesome, mind-blowing, format-breaking, uh, catalyst mastermind conference that you guys had uh, back in June. Yep, yep. Which I was so happy to be part of. What city were we in? San Antonio again. Again. Yep. Um, so that was a lot of fun. But from these times I've spent with you guys, I'm starting to build up some questions, and I, I think your listeners have these questions like we're trying to figure out more about you guys Ooh. you interview everybody else right and you're like talking to folks and and all that but like so there's the h2 duo there's rogue water there's okay. Stephanie. there's arianne it's kind of like this web of aliases and personas <laughs> and different superpowers and it's like what is good wait a minute what is going on here who is who it's who like Clark Kent, never seen in the same place i don't know so, uh, <laughs> well, what came first? Well, R- Rogue Water or H2 Duo? Ooh, good question. Wow, that's a good question. I would have to, oh. The idea of Rogue Water came first for sure. Yeah. Because um, she scared the bejesus out of me when she was like, I know you love your city job, but like I have an idea to go, uh, well, Rogue and, oh. and, and yeah, and start your own business with me. And I was like, okay, here goes nothing. We didn't work together at the time. And I was very creatively frustrated <laughs> at the current location that I was at. And so when she invited me to go down to Austin, which, you know, one of the coolest cities ever. And uh, she had a judging thing that she was a part of. And I just worked in the hotel room. But on our way down there, I said, hey, what do you think about uh, one day we have this company called Rogue Water? And she was like, yeah. (laughs) I think, to be honest, first I went dumb. Like, in her mind, I went dumb face. Like, just straight silence. Because I'm driving, and I was like, in my head, I'm like, wheels are spinning. And I'm like, figuring out in my head how this could actually work and how this would look. Um, But on the outside, I didn't think about that until she was like, you there? Hello? Like any response from you? And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. Like I was already way into it. Yeah. So that okay, night so you, guys, yep. you guys were at different entities. You were yeah. in different organizations. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah. Just like knew each, other, knew each other through like the water what? circle of North Texas. Yeah. Yes. You know how the water world is. Everyone knows each oh. other. And so we had bumped into one another and we were actually like pretty good friends at that point already. Um, which is why I would have the idea to like even venture down the road of doing a business venture together. But it really coalesced that night in Austin because, uh, one of my rogue water was actually born. We say born on a napkin in Austin, Texas. We, um, after she was done judging, we went down to the hotel bar before dinner and we were actually happy, act- hour. happy, happy hour. hour. Yeah. Happy a hour. common denominator. There's something about those things. And yeah. we uh I was like, hey, I want to brainstorm this. This was back when Jimmy Fallon had just made a hashtag video with Justin Timberlake and everybody was losing their minds over it. I'm a huge Jimmy Fallon fan. I love that the two of them were besties. So I was like, 
I want to make a hashtag video about the drought because we were in hardcore drought in Texas and I wanted to make something that was, might get people's attention, you know, more so than no rain. <laughs> so what year, what year was this? Was this 2016? Nope. 2014. 2014. Um, yeah. And uh, so we're just like going back and forth and writing things down on this napkin and laughing. And by the end of the time that we were there, we had everyone around the hotel bar engaged with what we were doing and laughing and telling Helping us. Helping us write these rhymes or, just, yeah. you know. They were telling us their water stories, mm -hmm. and we were like, okay, that was weird. And so that was kind of like the theme for the rest of the night because, of course, everywhere we go, we're talking about water, and somehow or another, that energy brought in other people to be talking about water. We're and on the dance floor dancing, and we're like, you know, like that would be cool with that kind of skit, and like we're like, water, 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 and we're just shaking yeah. and grooving, and people were like, what? Who are these girls? Yeah. Yeah. What, what is this? I mean – I know I have killer dance moves, but yeah, yeah couple I, that I, with water and you found yourself a winner. Yeah. I'm sure the dance moves were like a major part of it because I think yeah. I might have seen some of them. I, I see your enthusiasm <laughs> now a lot. What happens. Um, yeah. It causes like a physical disturbance in, you know, in the force. Yeah. In a good way. Ooh, so yeah. does rogue water mean like you guys are just rebels against the system? Is rogue water just coming out of that? Like, Hey, you know what? we're breaking out and going on our own. What's, what's the rogue mean? All of the above. And we played the fifth. Yes. <laughs> oh. hey. So I, so I did it. So yes, rogue water came before the H2 duo because people just started calling us like something similar to that. Hey, water girls. When we started working together, it was, Hey, water girls. Oh, it's a dynamic duo. And so we just put those two together. But, um, so when sometimes when people get confused by that, you know, like you said, there's this cloud of aliases out there. It's really like the H2 duo is to Rogue Water as Steve Jobs is to Apple. Oh, <laughs> boom. boom. There it is. Yep. We are the founders and the uh, visionaries of Rogue Water. And like Arianne just said today to somebody, the dream is to build Rogue into this company that's just so amazing that we can like sell it to someone, you know, down the road. But the H2 duo, that's always going to be us, you know, yeah. till the day we die when we're um, in twin beds side by side holding hands when we go together. <laughs> oh, yeah. And our husbands will be there, too. <laughs> Yeah, this is what I wanted to get into a little bit more, actually. <laughs> oh, this, this relationship, you know? I mean, there's like Laverne <laughs> and Shirley, right? And like, yeah. I'm trying to think of other famous, like, you know, little female tandems. Uh, Amy Poehler and... Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. That's exactly and who we are. You guys um, are always dropping... You're always dropping the gifts with uh, with those two in them. Those two ladies are our jam. Yes. Big time. Yes. Those and um, friend goals, friend goals. Yeah. And the, the friends yeah. off of um, what is it the, that? Oh, the new girl, the new girl. Yeah. With Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. That's a good duo to have mm. too. Cause she's the minority and I'm the bangs. <laughs> <laughs> I think in that show she has yeah. the minority and the bangs, but it's yeah. all right. So like, but seriously, how do you guys, uh, yeah, seriously. Do you guys, no, not how you. Do you guys, Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> I I told Ariane specifically to silence her phone, and I hear bring. <laughs> I I just got an email that I just had to minimize and shut Oops. that down. I'm like, what am I a rookie over here? Yeah. Um, we all are. It's like, the happy hour. How do you guys do it as like a twin-headed monster? Because you have your own mm -hmm. brain and mm -hmm. your own bodies. And, mm -hmm. you know, you I'll take this body. one. But you, how do you, how do you come together in a way that functions and doesn't compete and all that stuff? So I'll take this one because it is, um, we get asked that question a lot. And when I first met Stephanie, a little bit about me, first of all, <laughs> I have a lot of anxiety and is as outgoing as I am. Um, I am also extremely shy and don't like to networking is used to be really hard for me. And so when I first met Stephanie, I was terrified of her because she's this super smart, 
um, beautiful young lady who was about the same age. She's got everything. She, she had all the right answers. And I was like, wow. And I had to talk to her per my boss one time. And so I was like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll just, I'll do it. And I, I want her to be my friend. I want her to like me in my head. I'm freaking out. Okay. But I'm just <laughs> going to talk to her. Okay. Here it goes. Here goes nothing. Hey. And I got so nervous, but we became really good friends and the it's a very yin and yang relationship and i would love to ride her coattails for the rest of my life <laughs> i want to set her up she is she has all the energy i have energy obviously but i also have three babies yeah and that takes a lot of energy and so i my goal in life is for stephanie one baby takes a lot of energy, right? I, yeah. You're circling it up. You got two twins and then another young one, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Three-year-old twins mom. and an 18-month-old son. And, and uh, so um, I know I'm at, I'm at max capacity on a lot of things. And so my dream goal is to just keep lifting her up. The higher I can lift her up, she's going to take me along. Like she said it. Like, if you have a job, I have a job. Hashtag Lin-Manuel Miranda. Shout out. Did you guys so, get a prenup? Did you get a prenup before this arrangement? We have an LLC and that yeah. basically counts as the same oh. thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm 51, she's 49. All right. So, and I'm cool with that. I have it's yeah, she's I love well, where we're at. What about you, Stephanie? What's your response to I'm sure she wishes that? I could pull more weight, but <laughs> What's my response to this? How do you guys, you know, balance your, balance it out? How do you work it out? How do you have two of you, you know, with all of your ideas and all your vision and all your activities, but make it in a way so you're both driving this rogue water. Paper, rock, scissors. Yeah, I think there's, um, like, I think that that's something that we should probably more clearly define but for right now, because like if we bring on anyone else, it's going to be a weird, it's going to be complicated for them to, you know, okay, who should I come to with this? But like right now when it's just us, there seems to be this weird natural division of work. There's, um, we brainstorm everything together. We bounce ideas off of one another. Um, I like to say I'm first draft and she's my final edits. Yeah. Oh, we'll yeah. see. This is it. You guys just work. It just works. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's really, mm, I've been reminded on several different occasions of kind of how unique this setup is, uh, the situation is, uh, because like uh, some people have had disastrous uh, partnerships, partnerships. Yeah. With, you know, like even when I went to go work with her at the same city, you know, her boss was like, are you sure you want to work with a friend? Like that doesn't always work out well. I used to work with a friend and we're not friends anymore. And, and we were like, no, that's really not, that's really not going to be an issue. But I also think it's a lot because, um, who we are in our people, inner core. Yeah. yeah. As individuals, I think I did the same thing. <laughs> Um, as individuals, um, sorry, we're selfing, selfing Selfies. each other over here. Um, Listeners can't see us working on our social media. Yeah, I know. I know. But yeah, I know. I think it really speaks to the yin and yang of who we are as individuals. And, you know, for, okay, I have a, I have a funny story I want to tell really shortly. Like I, I'm very much a planner. Like when I have, when I know that I'm having people over at my house, I'm very planned about it. And like, I'm not quite as bad as I used to be because I've gotten a few under my belt, but I used to have like things like scheduled out by the hour of what I needed to do and get done. And so when I was in Albuquerque visiting um, my, my birth mom and my family, she's very much like that too and was freaking out because we were out, of course, like touring all these breweries because that's what you do. And, um, <laughs> and she's like, okay, we have to leave by here. Cause I have to do this by three da, 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 da. and, and I was like, dude, it's fine. Like, it's fine. It's fine. And my husband Ruben was, what are you talking about? Like, this is not you. Like you would be exactly that same way. But I said, working with Arianne, <laughs> like she said how much anxiety she has and she'll go from like 
worst case scenario, like the apocalypse. And then we have to like work our way back to actual things that might go wrong. Yeah. Yeah, Reality. But that working in that dynamic, I've learned how to be that person of calm. So it was really weird for my husband to see that. But like, I'm like, dude, I have to be the what the, I have to be like the lighthouse at work every day. <laughs> so like it's uh it's been like we're learning from each other and I feel like mm-hmm. I've made Ariane more confident in who she is as like a mom and a woman in in the workforce. So yeah, we balance each other out. Oh, we are getting at some Oprah moments here. <laughs> yeah, already. Gosh. Our goal is to make you cry. <laughs> I'm feeling the emotion. I honestly oh, am. I, I might need to turn on my, my pirate music again so I can feel tough. There you go. Grr. Grr. Well, hold on. Let's take it. Let's take a pirate music break and okay. Uh, okay. And uh, we can talk. Can you hear it? I yep. dig that. All right. So while we're listening to pirate music, we didn't talk about what we're. Drinking. We have to talk about what we're drinking. Okay. Oh my God. Yes. So uh, I am here with a, uh, a beer from New Anthem Brewery in Wilmington, North Carolina. It's called Neon God. It is like a super awesome, hazy New England style IPA with a killer can. And uh, it's one of my favorite beers happens to be available here in my, my town where I live. Well, that's a good thing. What do you guys have? After so, the people denied you, yeah. yeah, actually, I think it all worked out because um, I've been campaigning hard to get the whiskey that we're drinking right now to be a guest on our podcast to do a Water Nerd's Guide to Whiskey. Um, so this may be a good opportunity to give them a shout out. But mm-hmm. uh, so literally right down the street from us, there's a distillery called TX Whiskey, and it's whiskey that's distilled right here in Fort Worth. Um, oh, yeah. One of the yeah. only whiskeys that I can drink straight it's actually feels kind of sinful to be mixing it right now but mm-hmm. it's just so incredibly smooth mm-hmm. but um like that's what we use to celebrate when we sign contracts or just when good things happen celebrate. to celebrate um or when it's a monday happy hour or when it's a monday yeah and one of my favorite stories that i've heard that a friend of mine told me so this is third party i don't know how true this is but i love it so i tell everyone as fact but um, you know how when the military christens new ships, or I guess when anyone christens new ships, they like use pirates. Yeah, like pirates. pirates. They typically do like some bottle of champagne With their or stolen or booty, something like that. But when the USS Fort Worth was christened or whatever they call it, they actually used a bottle of TX whiskey. So uh, awesome! The true whiskey of pirates. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, delicious. <sighs> okay, see, it's easy to get distracted by talking about I know. Beer, and, beer and whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, I have some more serious questions for you guys. Okay. Um, I want to know what you're thinking going public in a rebuttal to Aaron Brockovich. Ooh, she's, good question. She's like one of the big, I mean, she is definitely probably one of the biggest names in the mainstream as far as like an environmental. Yeah. Right. There's the famous movie uh, that Julia Roberts played Aaron Brockovich. And she's right. clearly, uh, as you would say, a badass woman going after it mm. um, and calling attention to important stuff for sure. Right. Yeah. The intent is great. But I remember a couple months ago seeing something from you, like an open letter to Aaron Brockovich. Mm. And I was right like, out the gate. Here we go. <laughs> so, All right. What's going on? Uh, yeah, so whenever uh, North Texas Municipal Water District did some routine maintenance, uh, some residents in Plano, I'm going to get that right this time, Plano, um, weren't happy with that. And somehow or another in communication with her got her involved. And so I'm getting ready in the morning and this news story comes on where it says that this issue is going on and Aaron Brockovich has gotten involved and she's going to be coming. And some of the things that were being said about the, um, the district and I immediately went hot. I was, I was upset that 
that she was coming in hot and saying these things that weren't necessarily true about the, you know, the industry and that this is a maintenance thing. And so I wrote an open blog about it and it wasn't really an attack on her, but it was really like an attack on the way, the manner in which she was coming in because I didn't feel like it was doing anything to help relationships between the water provider and the customer. Um, I felt like it was kind of just furthering this wedge of distrust. And so I wrote it. And um, yeah, I would, I would just say, I don't think it was an attack on Aaron Brockovich. It was a defense of the, of the water utility mm -hmm. and the water utility sector in general. And yeah. the, you know, the conviction and the commitment that everybody in the water utility sector has. Right. And yeah, let's find a constructive path forward, not divide. And they don't, yeah. And, you know, Ariane was, I gave, I gave her bubble guts a lot when I do stuff like that. But I mean, I, I, this is why the yin yang thing works. I trust her wholeheartedly <laughs> and I know it's going to be fine. And we have these super awesome, um, superpowers that God has given us about feelings in our bones. And so I knew the feelings in my bones were saying this was fine. Um, but anyone, well, anyone bringing Aaron Brockovich into, a, it's a situation is that's ballsy. I mean, yeah. it was like, I, you know, I was telling Arianne, like, this is, this is one of the reasons why yeah. I left because I never would have been able to have voiced this opinion or said this or defended a utility when I was working at a utility. Right. I feel like when you work for a city, you're always representing a city or you're always representing your organization and you never really get to kind of give your opinion yeah. on things like that, especially with someone as, mainstream as Aaron, you know, as Aaron. And so, um, I don't know if you want me to go into the, the whole story of that and what happened after that. It's even better. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Yeah. Well, there's been a part two. Hello. Uh, we're not going <laughs> to bring that up and gloss over it now. Okay. So. so we're driving down to, uh, a planning session of catalyst and, um, yeah, I'm oblivious. You know, I'm just doing my thing. And all of a sudden at lunch, I get hit with this. Um, so Ariane, just so you know, full disclosure, I emailed Aaron Brockovich this morning and we had a, like a conversation back and forth and it wasn't so hot. I mean, great. It was, she, they were weird. There were some words exchanged, but <laughs> it was fine. And wow. she's going to be on our, she's going to talk to us. We're going to have a conversation. And I almost, I think I almost threw up my lunch. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I got this wild hair to send her this email at like 4.30 in the oh, morning. Oh, by the way, have you read my blog? Before we went down. Go ahead. I was going to say, those 4.30 in the morning emails. Yeah, mm. I know you got one of those recently, but not mm. quite um, at, on this. Yeah, well, what can I say? That's when I, I wake up at 4 a.m. to get all my stuff done before I start my day. So, um, yeah, so I emailed her and said, I don't know if you saw this, but I wrote this and I'd like to have a dialogue with you about this. I feel like we can learn from one another. And halfway to San Antonio, I got her response and she wasn't a fan of the blog. <laughs> uh, she thought that I had taken some, what digs. She, some digs at her and she kind of ended it as, you know, hope, hope that made you feel good about yourself. And, uh, yeah. And so then I had like another like two or so hours to just marinate on that because I was driving and think about how I was going to respond. And so when we got to Saws, I just sat there in the lobby while we waited for Greg and I just I thought she was tweeting. Yeah. And I wrote back and I said, I appreciate your candor. That was definitely not my intent. Uh, I'd still really like for us to have this opportunity to talk. Like, I think that we're just two people who really care who are coming at this issue from two completely different perspectives. Would love to have that conversation. And she wrote back almost immediately. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. And by the end of that afternoon, we had a, a like it was, that was like on a Wednesday or a Tuesday or something. And we had scheduled our chat for that Friday. Um, and then we ended up talking to her for an hour and a half. Yeah. Oh. An hour and a half. And and it was an awesome conversation to witness because I just kind of sat there like a fly on the wall as much as I could. Um, that's just my personality. <laughs> and I watched these two strong-willed 
very passionate people come not necessarily to an agreement, but an agree to disagree in the most respectful way that I wish that everyone could have a conversation like that. You know, I mean, it was like, I see your point and here's my point. I see that point and here's, and it was just so constructive and it was so mature and nice. And, um, I mean, we actually got to talk about, you know, I got to talk to her about communication and really get a sense of what the public says to her, you know, because what she actually has some amazing insight of our public that we're trying to always reach. And she, she gets their, their truth and their feelings um, you know, on a platter. That, you know, because of the profile that she has, she's been uh, involved and pulled into all kinds of situations around the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. She, mm-hmm. she came here to Wilmington, North Carolina last fall yeah. uh, because we've got a problem with Gen X, which is one of the polyfluorinated compounds in the drinking water for right. 37 years that just got discovered. So she came here. So she's been around the block, right? With this. Yeah. Stuff. Oh, yeah. To hear that perspective. That's awesome that you guys talked for 90 minutes and, uh, it would have gone on longer had we not had a meeting. Yeah. I think we'd still <laughs> might be on the phone if we had, if we had not had a meeting that we had to get off with. And but she, yeah, she so kindly handed over the torch of, um, not, not in a mob sense torch, <laughs> but like a not torch, mob torch. <laughs> a torch of like, please, like I, I've gotten this far with the public and utilities and the industry, like y'all bring a whole different perspective and values and, you know, just way of doing things like, let's go. Yeah. Let's, let's move, yeah. keep moving forward. So she agreed to be on the podcast. Um, and she has a book coming out that, you know, she told us that we could check out, but, um, so I don't know when that's going to happen, but I really like, I really hope that it does. And I've been working a little harder now to make that happen because I really feel like the perspective that she gave to us in that conversation would be incredibly valuable for, for our industry to hear. Um, and just, yeah, cause it was, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear that one. I know. I want to, I want to ask another question and, uh, it's on a it's on a different note, but Ariane, I have, this question is really for you. Oh no! I want to talk about you know raising livestock in Texas. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Because uh, so the background is your husband. You you guys raise cattle, right? Beef cattle. Um. Yes. Yeah. So. Um. I guess in about two thousand, my husband and I started. Um, dating in 2008 and or two, I don't know, 2007 or eight. I don't know. And <laughs> one of like our first, um, you know, things were like, let's go to this, this auction barn and let's go see what kind of cows we can buy. The first date in Texas. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah. And I was yeah. like, I got some money saved up. I could do that. Um, so actually we, I think we had just got married and, and I was like, okay, I have a thousand dollars, um, that I'll, I'll put towards some cows. Cause I mean, a cow, that's an investment. I mean, and that mama has a baby and bam, your money just doubled. Like you're good to go. So I'm like, okay, here we go. Watch the country's coming out. <laughs> I like, that's bring it, bring it. Okay. And so I said, uh, so we bought our first cow calf pair. And they're called, they're miniature Herefords. And so what that really means is they're like the classic Hereford that you remember, that you would see in pictures with um, like your grandparents or back in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, those short, they're just short cows. Yeah. They don't have a lot of leg. Um, they're real thick. And so that's kind of like me. They're short and thick. Like they me. got a big booty. Um, and so anyways, um, we got into the mini Hereford business. His dad was always like, this is going to be a thing. And we were like, okay, here we go. Here goes nothing. And so it started with a cow calf pair. The, um, the mama was named Daisy. And then from there it grew into, we have 80 acres and anywhere from 50 to a hundred head. And, um, he's buying and selling all over the United States. 
I think now he's gone as far as Georgia. So I'm trying to get him up to North Carolina so I can go that way. Um, and Buy then cow, Travis. up to Nebraska and all the way to California. So we're, we're basically East and coast or East and West coast. And as far North as Nebraska, I don't know who wants to go further than that. That's but. amazing. So I think, it, I think it's awesome. I love it. Uh, I'm ready for some steak right yeah, now. We but, have uh, grass fed beef and uh, grass fed and grass finished beef. So that's our life. Tough. Yeah. So like, what has this, uh, how has it informed your perspective on Ooh. water, uh, having farm and having these cattle, uh, and also, you know, hearing, uh, about, you know, pollution of waterways from mm. agriculture. Stuff. Yeah. How's, that's, a, that's a lot, but it's a lot. Yeah. So I kind of was always raised in this, this life with having pigs or cows or horses and, um, Water is definitely a big issue that is, it's a monster to deal with in the ag world. Um, you need a lot of it. You need a lot of it. And it's, you're typically, you know, I was always blessed with being on the east side of I-45, which means there's always a lot of rain in that, in that world of Texas. Um, but from the west side on, they're not, and it's hard to get by. Um, pollution, I think that is what makes me so passionate about being in the industry to this day is just being raised in that. It wasn't like I said, one day I'm going to work in the water industry and, and change this for my animals or for my crops or for my family's livelihood. It's just kind of always been there is like, you have to take care of what God has given you. And you need to leave this place better than what it was. And to, it really like saddens me that in parts of the country, you know, there's parts, there's waterways that are completely useless due to ag um, methods that, you know, are either just people just don't know or they, it's so costly. I, I, I don't want to, I don't know. I don't really for me, yeah, there's a lot of reasons. For me, that's why we go grass fed and grass finished. We don't want to rate. We don't want to buy any grain. We don't want to buy any feed. We don't need to. We don't water our property, our our land. It's it's what God gives us. You know, that's that's. I mean. So when you're, you're, so aside from like the pesticide issue or all of the, or the humane issue in terms of grass fed, you can also know that if you are having grass fed beef, you're conserving water. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. yeah. It's big. It's a big I, one. We don't, yeah. That. It's, I that's really, that. I'm really passionate about keeping, um, our footprint as small as possible. All right. Well, for both of you and like playing off that and off your whole total thing, you know, what's the deal with Texas? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's maybe another oh, Ariane question. Hell. Don't mess with Texas. Not, not just Texas overall, but you know, Texas and water, right? Like yeah. I had never, I've been a ton of places. I have, I had never been to Texas period. Wow. Last December until I was like, how old am I? I don't know. 42. Wow. I had never been to Texas till I was 42. Uh, and now I've been to Houston once, San Antonio twice. I'm going to be in Austin in September. Um, mm -hmm. But like, there's all this stuff going on with water in Texas. Shout out George Hawkins has, uh, you know, made I some learned. visits recently. I'm like, wow, there's this cool stuff going on with water in Texas. Uh, I saw that amazing San Antonio water system plant. Shout out again. Uh, yeah. They have going on there. So like, but then you've got, you know, this is our state. It's out. literally, it's literally the, like on one side is completely, you know, flooded or, or green. And we have several inches of water of rainwater per year. And then, I mean, it literally goes to desert. It's so, well, it's so big, it's so big. And it has so many, like, what am I trying to say? Different geographic. Different, yeah. Just the whiskey's ca catching up to me now. Awesome. That's all right. Cheers. So big <laughs> that, you know, you get so many different v environments and, um, 
and it's it's cool because the problems that we face up in North Texas are not the same as Austin, which is only three hours away, which is not even the same as San Antonio, which is only an hour drive south from Austin. And then, and then you have Houston, who's it's I don't know, it's kind of like we're all sisters and we're all coming from the same mama, but we got a different bunch of different. Dads? I was gonna say personality. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we can, we can go yeah. there. We can say we all got yeah. different daddies. Different daddy, mama. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was, you know, it's hurricane. Fun. It was just like the one year anniversary of Hurricane Harvey. It was, Harvey. That yeah. was like what, yesterday, actually. Gosh, yeah. Uh, that doesn't make any sense to say on a podcast when you make nope. those. But nope. uh, August 26th, I believe. Um, yeah. And I had this vision in my head that San Antonio was a dry place. And mm-hmm. I, I went there and there's like, there's green and trees and all that good right, stuff. Right, yeah. It's not quite so, a desert yet. No, yeah. You go a little bit further west and that's what you get. Well, for all the uh, for all the gusto that Texas uh, has, uh, no gusto means like we for mm-hmm. all our bravado and for all of our um, you know go bigger go home Texas you know everything Texas this Texas that like if you if you kind of look in terms of conservation efforts. Um, at least this is true in one of the last times I was looking back is that Texas is on par with, or if not better in terms of the conservation score as like states like California that you think of as being the, the industry leaders, but, and a lot of it has to do with what Arian's talking about with that a significant portion of the state is just so drought prone. Mm-hmm. And, um, we didn't even say the panhandle. Yeah, and it's an an incredibly fast-growing state, especially in certain regions. And so you have transplants coming in from all over the country who, you know, that's that's actually one of the efforts of a lot of the water conservation folks that we work with is creating educational opportunities for all these new people that are coming in to say, like, look, you may have come from the East Coast where – um, or the Midwest where rain and drought and all of that is not an issue for you, but it's a, it's a legit thing here. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, when the summer hits, you're gonna, you know, we may go into these restrictions or we're more conscious about how we're using the water just because we do face such recurring drought conditions. And, um, yeah, but I think the vast size of Texas really makes it a complex state to have, mm-hmm. um, you know, every like states like to come up with best management practices and plans to follow and things like that. But that's just, it's really complicated and, and a challenge to do for a state that's so big and has, you know, like Arian said, so many different environments, everything from the desert to the coast to, you know, almost kind of swampish out oh, to yeah. the, to the East. So it's just, yeah. It's a big old state out here. It's a big old state. Sure. Everything's bigger in Texas. Right. Go big, go home. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I, I've, I really loved my visits. I want to spend more time hanging out in Texas. That's for sure. Well, you haven't been to Fort Worth, so. I, I have not. I haven't been to Fort Worth slash Dallas, or maybe I shouldn't eh. do slash. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> kind of towards the end, I wanted to ask you guys or talk about, you know, maybe get rowdy here about, Ooh, uh, you know, rowdy. the hater, right? Ah, yeah. yeah. Them you, guys are entrepre- you guys are entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like an entrepreneurial spirit. You know, I'm trying to do stuff. You're trying to do stuff. Um, and there's always doubters and haters. And there's a heck of a lot of work to put in. Mm-hmm. And like, damn, this is a battle on so many fronts. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I get ticked off, we commiserated about this via text a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> when, I, when I get frustrated at the haters, I put, you know, the, the Jay-Z song, Dirt Off Your Shoulders, I put it on repeat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just like grind out work for like an hour. Okay. Um, so, I mean, yeah, what else, what do you guys do? How do you deal with it? How do you deal with, the 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 need to grind so hard, the doubters, the haters, 
all well, those guys, those guys fuel us for sure. Um, I mean, they, they kind of fueled this whole leap in the first place. Um, and then I would say because we are a duo, we have, um, that's a blessing for that particular area because we've done everything from get mad to dance offs to, well, let's go to the bar and then, but we bring our computers everywhere we go yeah. and we're just like type, 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 or yeah. talking yeah. things out or just, I mean, those haters keep them coming. I love them. They fuel us. I need my blood pressure up a little bit, you know? Yeah. Well, over the course of time, I've, I guess, matured or grown and I've tried to like, am I going to say that they never bother me and they never upset me? No, but that's what, you know, things like Jay-Z and whiskey are for, but you know, I really try to I think that's a quote. That's yeah, exactly. That's a pull out quote. Yeah. Um, but that's really, I try to just focus on us and, you know, to me, the greatest revenge is to just keep on hustling and doing our thing and continuing to be the best that we can be through our work. But one of the craziest things to me that I noticed, and I was talking to my cousin about this was that like, never in my life did I really experience, well, have I ever really experienced the kind of hater, haterade as I did like when I was happy, when I left my job, when can you not do that yeah, right I just now? Stopped. Wow, just do it. Over here, noisily trying to open, open her up. other bottle. The um, I know. Look, I nobody can see, but my glass is empty, and this is. Oh, like do we need to take a break? You need to go. And do it again. Hey, kids! Bring <laughs> oh, nice. Dang, I can't wait for my kids to get old enough. Um. They didn't, they didn't really hear that one. I think they're outside. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, so never in my, in my life did I really experience the haterade until I was happy and I loved my job and not only loved my job, but was comfortable in my own skin and, um, like laughing and having fun. Like, it's amazing how much people, how much crap people give her and I, because when we, we have fun mm-hmm. and we laugh and we not necessarily post entrepreneurially as much. Oh no, as, that was before. Yeah. As much as before it was all. Yeah. Like we were oh, just these two silly girls who loved water and we're like, well, it turns out that we are silly girls, but we're going to change this freaking industry. I mean, you I'm going to turn this so you can see, and I know the, the listeners can't see this, but this is on our wall every day and it's, to revolutionize the water industry. I mean, yeah. that's it. That's it, man. That's all we're here to do. You know? You know like, I, I'm, I'm so with you. Uh, whether it's haters, doubters, the need to grind. It's like, find, find your motivation. It seems like there's more and more of them as you go along, and you got to just use it as fuel. I think the more you succeed, that's right. the more it shows up, right? Yep. So, oh, yeah. For sure. And you got you to gotta blow it off. Um, Dust your shoulders off. Yep. I was listening to a podcast, uh, the Joe Rogan Experience, my favorite. Uh, He had Neil Neil deGrasse Tyson on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Neil deGrasse Tyson, like, would sometimes tweet about movies and talk about the science in it, like in gravity. Well, they kind of blah, blah, blah. And he said, God, it's my dad. He stopped doing it because, like, 20% (laughs) of the comments were like, negative and complaining to him and joe mm. rogan like, no way man most people love your stuff you can't worry about yep. the 20 percent or the vocal minority just yep. do your thing that um so yeah. that's get, like a big t- a big i mean once we saw that um that presentation at the U, um the umc conference utilities management conference thank you because travis didn't know what that was okay the utilities management <laughs> conference <laughs> And uh, an engineer from Corona gave that presentation about, you know, across the nation, only 8% of your hate or only a certain percentage is your, is your haters that are vocal and it's 8%. And so I take that to heart. Like if, if everyone I know, um, out of everyone I know, if only 8% of them like really hate me and they're vocal, like, whatever. Bye. Bye Felicia. That's your standard bell curve anyway. Right. Right. Yeah. 
eighty percent in the middle and ten and ten on the sides. I'll so, take it. Whatever. Yeah. I'll you take know, it. So last as long as it's not my husband or Stephanie, I'm good. <laughs> last podcast I was on with you guys, I got to talk about my duck philosophy. I have my little yellow rubber ducky here, and uh, you know, it's like you got to be like a duck and not give a hoot. Beep. Uh, <laughs> But a duck, a duck just got those feathers. He's, it can be out there in that pouring rain and that it just right. rolls right off. And rolls he's like, right off. I'm going to go do my duck thing. Yeah. Uh, so you just I mean, shake I their got, little tail feather and look really I'm cute and go about their day. Yeah. I mean, you know, Jay Z might fire me up a little bit more than a duck nowadays. But like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so. It's been really awesome pirating your podcast. I appreciate that. Yeah. We were about to have to talk about some serious happy hour biz. <laughs> Woo! Woo! I hope I hope for the opportunity in the future to do it again. Of course. Um, I'm going to turn on my pirate music for the ending here. Okay. <laughs> <We'll> just... <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, my drink's empty. I, I think you guys have done well. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, I'll take done well. <laughs> done well, whatever that means. And uh, yeah, it was tons of fun. It was tons it of fun. It was tons of fun. We definitely want to do this again because it's fun to be on this this side of the mic. Yeah, I have I have more questions I didn't get to. Ooh, okay. Uh, okay. It'll be easy to come back in several months or whatever and, you know, grill in a little further. Oh, okay. I dig. I'll take it. Yeah. Challenge accepted. Yeah. All right. Cool. Catch you guys. Bye. Bye, Travi. Bye. (laughs) Well, it's called Water in Real Life, and we hope you enjoyed this glimpse into the real life of the H2 duo, me and Ariane, aka the founders of Rogue Water. And hope everyone kind of got to know a little bit more about us, had a little fun. Hopefully you listened to this while you were enjoying a beer or martini or glass of wine or, you know, cup of coffee, whatever. Water. Water's good. Always good. Another special shout out to our sponsor, Master Meter. You know, before we were partners, we were customers and they were always 100% supportive of our education and outreach initiatives and they were a huge part in what we were able to do in terms of community outreach for the residents of the city where we were at for our 100 year birthday celebration so can't say enough about them and how honored it is to have them as a sponsor for the water and real life podcast they truly are innovators and um, not afraid to do creative things We 100% wouldn't be here without the support of all of our friends, all of our fans, all of you listening. And we want you to know that we appreciate each and every one of you 100% from the bottom of our hearts. So we hope you had fun on this episode. And until next time, remember what one of our favorite quotes says. Those who tell the stories rule the world.